the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Louisiana, uh, New Mexico, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds. Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, uh, bet £100 and get £100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Squares Contest, $1,000 prize pool and completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to end it today. And we're brought to you by the SGPN Big Game Bingo, 57. I understand why it's 57 now, Buzz. Dollar SGPN gift card for every bingo hit exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out SGP's live show at the Ainsworth Thursday, 11 a.m. Register a day at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday, February the 5th, maybe? 6th. 5th, Baz? 5th. 5th. Definitely. Uh, And we are here to... Uh, we're going to look at a few things. We're going to recap this weekend's games that finished about an hour ago. Um, there's a one midweek game this week. Manchester United take on Leeds. And we're also going to have a look at some relegation stuff. Bass has got some FA Cup stuff as well. The reason I was laughing in the middle of those ad reads at the top of the show there is that the page didn't load up in time, so I was trying to do it by memory. And if you notice, I threw New Mexico in there. Um, and, it's, and then the ad reads came up and New Mexico is not in there at all. So if you are in New Mexico, you can't do any of those things I just told you. I mean, you're being in minority. All the, the other news are in there, though, Baz. It's New Jersey and New York. But yeah. I did chuck New Mexico in. I did also say it was uh, better £100, which isn't true either. Uh, so, yeah, good start, Baz, anyway. Uh, and I'll introduce you now. We've already heard from you. Uh, Barry Penaluna. good evening. How are you? I'm all right, Malcolm. Uh, we're recording a little bit earlier than usual tonight. Uh, you know, yes. Down to, down to your ill health and making sure you're tucked up in bed nice and early. Correct. Uh, so it has uh, upset the Sunday night routine in this house just a little bit. Cause oh, of course, yeah. I'm, I'm now in the kitchen with the ironing board Yeah. Um, at a time where, where Helen might normally be in the kitchen with an ironing board for entirely different reasons. Um, and And bath routines and all of that sort of stuff's all gone out the window. So uh, causing mayhem, but anyway, we'll get it on and get it done with. But uh, less about me. How's your bollocks? It's sounding a bit better tonight. <laughs> uh, if you are watching this on the live stream, I look like you know, I'm in an aquarium. Why is, am I steamed up at your end, Baz? Yeah, you look cloudy as fuck. But to I honest, am in here. Like, I look like I'm underwater. I don't know why. Um, right, well... It's a family show, so I'm going to keep the bollock update to a minimum, but there is a funny story I can add on to it. Um, yeah, things quite literally came to a head yesterday morning. I went back to the hospital. I went through things no man should ever have to go through, Baz. I emerged on the other side like a Vietnam veteran. I've got PTSD. It was horrific. It was horrendous. However, I might be fixed. That's the good news. The funny thing that happened at the end of it, after all, I, I can't tell you, it was the worst five hours of your life, Baz. I've, I've just talked to you about it. You've had all the details, haven't you? 
Uh, how bad does it sound? Needs to know, like, no, nobody exactly. Else. Nobody I'll else needs to know. Nightmares myself tonight. Um, but the funny thing, what the the problem starts with me being in situations I'm not that comfortable or I don't know anything. I'm very very compliant. Uh, I'll do anything you say. Situations like if you take the car to the garage, I've got no idea what I'm talking about. So I have to do what the bloke says. Um, it happens in the barber's chair a lot. The bar, that's why I've had a. 40 years of terrible haircuts. They'll just do what they want. And I haven't, I won't see anything. I'll let people do. And uh, following me sat nav's another one. I'll follow me sat nav off a cliff if it tells me to. I'll just drive off. Like, um, so you've got to bear in mind. So after everything that happened yesterday morning, as I'm about to leave, they've given us me medication. They've given us, and then they're giving us a, I've got a, I've got a big bag of nappies bars to wear, uh, diapers for our American listeners. Um, so the bloke comes in, little fella, um, gives us the nappy to put on. Um, and like, um, you're like, I suppose, uh, what's the word? Like when you kind of stop weighing yourself, what's the word I'm looking for? Incontinence pants. Like incontinence pants or like, um, I don't know, panty liner type things. Anyway, so there's a sticky bit that like goes, sticks to your pants, you stick them up. He gives us it the other way around, the sticky bit face up. And I'm thinking, that can't be fucking, that can't be right. I was like, he said, no, no, and he's just looking, he couldn't speak any very much English, but he's like, yeah, that's all right. So I put these th- this thing on, Baz, with the sticky side sticking to us, like me bum cracking that. And bear in mind what I've just told you, I just went through, right? And I'm waiting, and then I put my pants up, and then I'm thinking, this, this isn't fucking right. This Every time I'm moving, it's ripping out hairs, and it was fucking agony. So, so obviously, I then take the... I, I get I get one of the other ones out, look at the instructions. Sure enough, the sticky side's meant to go on your pants, which everyone with half a brain would have known in the first place. So I then drop my pants up my knees. But I'm going to then have to rip this thing off, Baz. Uh, and obviously, me, me undercarriage is in... But yeah, I mean, you wouldn't fancy that uh, now, would you, if I offered yeah. you that? No. And now my undercarriage wasn't in the best of health whilst I was doing this. So I'm ripping this thing off. There was hairs. There was miniature heroes stuck on it and all sorts of It was an absolute... And I felt if I wasn't in so much pain, I'd have laughed myself stupid. Like, it was a proper a proper Mr. Bean incident, Baz. So, uh, whoa, I kept that from you. I thought I'd give... Weekend, eh? <laughs> all in all, a good weekend. Um, I made it back for the football, though, uh, which was all right. Um... What a what a weekend it's been, Baz. This league, honestly. I mean, honest, it's, it's, Martin, yeah. I wish I'd got fucking put in hospital and missed all of the football this weekend. But you know, we'll, well, get, we'll get on to that as we go through it. I mean, I've written down here, Baz. I didn't want to. I, again, we haven't talked about how really to deal with your picks, Baz, and I didn't want to go at you full throttle. But you will. And I, so, I know. Well, what I've written down here, Baz, is your picks were historically bad. So that's quite impressive. Uh, but you managed to save yourself with a couple of things. So I'm giving you a little get out of jail card because you went one out of 10 bars on these picks, which is fucking impressive. Good effort. It's, it's, um, it's but, the first really bad week I've had. Though, yeah. You know, we've, we've been there or thereabouts most weeks, had some really good weeks, and other weeks where it's been sort of middling enough there. This week was awful. Hold me hands up. You've got to, got to own it, haven't you? Uh, I feel yeah. I was only a whisper away on a few things as well. Like, what? You know, there was somewhere I was nowhere near. Uh, but I, as I say, we'll come to those as we go through the games. Yeah, yeah it's sort of midway through Saturday, I was doing really well. I, got, I was well ahead. And then it just tailed off. Today's been no use to me at all. Uh, so I ended up marginally ahead, but not as not as good as I could have been. I had an accidental winner. 
um, which was a highlight the other weekend. I got the, I went, um, I was listening to all the games on the radio in bed Saturday afternoon. Um, and they, they give you all the scores from all the leagues down the pyramid. Uh, and he said, the bloke just said, uh, in the National League, it's Yeovil nil, Maidstone 1. Um, he says, oh, that's a surprise score. And he asked, sure, I heard something like, Yeovil have won nine games in a row. Maidstone haven't won since 1987. Uh, and Maidstone have gone 1-0 up. So I had a little look on the live betting and Yeovil were 5-1. to one. I was like, fucking hell, that's massive if that's right. Um, so I put 15 quid on Yeovil at 5-1. to one. I then messaged you and Simmers. I said, get on fucking Yeovil quick. And then I checked the league table and that was complete bollocks. Yeovil were like 21st in the league and Maidstone were 22nd. So there was, I, I what I'd heard was a complete mistake. I then, out of embarrassment, deleted the messages that I'd sent you. However, you'd already seen them. I'd already seen them. I'd already, <laughs> already fact-checked everything you'd said. And I was like, Malcolm, you've deleted that. But I've just checked and your story doesn't add up yet. The, the, those are on the right track. But as it happened... As it happens, like 68 minutes, you over equalise. 72 minutes, you over go 2-1 up. And I messaged you, I went, fuck, I'm cashing that out. That's just like finding money in the streets. So I cashed out like 82 quid. 90th minute, Maidstone equalised, was So I was just a free, 80 pounds I was gifted in my lap for absolutely nothing. Um, Very, very funny business at all. Um, Yeah, but I did try and delete that message before you'd seen it. And you were well and truly on to me. You weren't fucking having it, were you? I had Uh, had it. I I was ready to go. And then I just thought, I'm just going to check the things here. And I was like, Yeovil haven't won nine in a row. Like, Yeovil aren't very good. Um, No, they had about 21 points. So it was was impossible. Had I I not a fact checked it, I might have been in a position like you and. uh, Had some free money. Yeah. Ah, shit. Well, it is. um, It's Super Bowl week, everybody. Hopefully. Um, I'll be fitting well, Baz, to drink 23 cans of premium lager around your brother's house next Sunday for the Super Bowl party. Uh, Winbet, uh, the official online sports week, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of way to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The big game is here next Sunday. Winbet has you covered. Great promos, odds, payouts happening right now. If you're ready to play, sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot party of the week, you'll get a $1,000 free credit. There's loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Stays and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present the state where playthrough Winbet is available. If you want someone who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The Sports Gambling Podcast are live in Phoenix uh, next week. And there's going to be a live show. If you're heading out to Arizona for the big game, check out the live show, which is on Thursday, 11 a.m. at the Ainsworth. We registered today, um, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Big game. The show is free and you'll be able to watch the show and have some drinks with the guys. I know Sean, Ryan, Cousin Mush is going to be out there. Uh, Cousin Mush was doing some sort of field goal contest this week and I've seen the physical state Cousin Mush is in, so I need to see the footage of that. Um, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Uh, and for the big game, two contests uh, on the app. Um, the big game, Squares Contest, and $1,000. If you follow Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify, give them a rating. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares. 
you'll end there for your chance to win a big game square. And if you sign up to the SGPN app and get your own big game bingo card full of all your favourite big game prop bits, we normally often have a game of, uh, big game bingo around with buzzers. We'll get the fired up next week. It's a $57 card, which I didn't understand last week. But it's Super Bowl 57, Buzz. I've worked it out. Um, the only catch is you have to be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. It's free to play and exclusively on the SGPN app. Right, so let's head back to Friday night. Seems like forever ago, a lot of water has passed under my particular bridge between Friday and today. This one was Chelsea nil, Fulham nil. Um Good stuff for me. I handicapped this absolutely to death. I could not see for the life of me how uh, Graham Potter could get a a tune out of whatever side he decided to put out. They've signed a million players. It's always difficult to get them to gel. Then head-scratchingly for me, you've got um, Hakim Ziyech, who he was basically sold to another club, um, although they fucked up the paperwork. And then Conor Gallagher, who was getting touted around as well, both happy to leave the club. They're both in the start and 11. I couldn't so, believe Ziyech in particular. As you say, yeah. they wanted rid of him. I don't know if that was a way of saying, oh, you come back and, and sort of making sure he wasn't down in the dumps instantly and, and yeah. not interested for the rest of the season. I don't know if it was just to appease him after fucking him up or fucking him about for the last few days. But uh, yeah, I was surprised to see him in there. Yeah, so um, and Fulham for me, you've been quite underwhelming recently. So I gave up the under two and a half, which cashed with ease. Um, Mudrick was hauled off at half-time in disgrace, had a bad game. Um, so, yeah. Well, absolutely. Malcolm, apparently, according to Potter, he was... He was, he was unwell. Yeah, he okay. got a cold. He's got tired legs and they were just easing him in. But he was shit in that first half, wasn't he? Um, as funny as it sounds, Baz, you picked a loser in this one. You took Chelsea team total. This, In hindsight, this was... a. Uh, this was a portent of what was to come for you because you yep. you, you misread it. Yep, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if we're moving on every game you got yeah. wrong, this is going yeah, to be yeah. the Bamford show for the next half an hour or so. Um, no, because I think I, I, I got that well wrong. And some of yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Wasn't, wasn't quite as wrong on some of the others, but still wrong. So <laughs> you might have more to say on those ones. You never know. Um Saturday lunchtime. Everton won Arsenal nil, man. Crazy league. We talk, We were trying to factor in some new manager bounce, just trying to find out where to do it. Did he? I was. I got that bit right. Took both teams to score because I thought the new manager bounce might involve Everton getting a goal. And it did, yeah. but I didn't factor in the fact that Arsenal wouldn't get a goal. Um, so <laughs> I read it right, bet it wrong. Um, we said before there's three things. You've got to you've got to read it right, you've got to pick the right bet, and you've got to get lucky. Well, I failed on the getting lucky part. But yeah, Everton won this one nil. Um, you see what you're gonna get. It was even funny the fact it was Dwight McNeil assist to Tarkovsky. It was a complete Burnley goal, wasn't it? Um so you Obviously missed. Um, you took over yeah, two I mean, and a half I've, goals. I said the same things. I thought I thought Everton would score. That they've got a good record of scoring in games recently. That I think they'd scored in five of their previous six. So they were getting a goal every game. They just weren't winning anything. So same as you, we went with the overs, thinking Everton will, you know, Everton will make a game of it, have a part in it, and I just didn't see them shutting out Arsenal. But they were good for the win. Deserved got what they deserved in the end. It's saying it exactly what you expected from. Uh, Sean Dyche, he's just getting them working hard. Lots of endeavour. 
uh, you know, they were pressing high up the field. It was just, you know, uh, how, how long it continues, we'll, we'll see. But it's, it is, you know, we did talk about the new manager bounce and, and they definitely got it. And next up for them is Liverpool at Anfield. Big derby game, massive for Everton. No better way to prepare for it, really, this weekend yeah. than, than that win against Arsenal. And Liverpool getting hammered again. Uh, Everton will go into that fancying their chances now, whereas three or four days ago, they'd have probably been dreading this this couple of game run, yeah. Everton and uh, Arsenal and Liverpool. But Everton, Everton have got to fancy their chances to go to Anfield and get something. Absolutely, yeah. Um Defending the V, that's what Everton were doing, Baz, apparently. Yes, Sean. I, I, yeah. well, I watched that, yeah. Did you? Loads of people yeah. sent it to me, and I haven't fucking watched it, I can't be honest with that. But apparently that's what they were doing, they were defending yeah, the there's V. A, there's a video going around, isn't there, of uh, a Sean Dyche tactical masterclass. Um, and there's a video going around, and they're showing him talking about his his philosophy, and then people applying it to the game and showing how it, how it worked and stuff like that. Obviously, me being a grassroots football coach, I'm, I'm all of course, yeah. that, you know what I mean? So, take everything on board. I've just rubbed the camera lens with me thumb and I'm clear as a bell now, Baz. I could have done that oh. 20 minutes ago. Uh, so, there you go. Uh, Aston Villa, two last of four. Um, looked easy enough for goals, which is where I went over two and a half goals. Was in after about 20 minutes or something. Uh, Villa were ahead a couple of times. Leicester came back. I think this was really what you're going to get from these two teams. We've seen now in the end of the season, Villa will beat some bad teams at home and pick the odd point of away. That's it. They are the most mid-table team in the league, I think. And Leicester, with James Madison back, can win the odd game. They're going to be fine. He's important. A couple of the new signers looked okay as well. Um, you took Villa at home. Um, again... Do you want to? No, <laughs> no. I, I took Villa to win, and uh, and they didn't. Um, that, yeah. that was it, really. Yeah, shite. Brentford. Well, I? I went ahead twice. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, you could have had the old cash out when you were two nil at various points. But um, Brentford three, Southampton nil. Um, Gain, good pick from me. Brentford at home. Um, minus one seventeen, eleven to thirteen. I mean, the handicap was Brentford are good and at home. Southampton get beat every week. It didn't look that complicated. But this was a poor one. The Southampton fans give Nathan Jones a lot of stick. Um, Nathan Jones himself appeared to lose his rag a little bit. Um, and as, as much as I thought, like he, he tends to talk a good game. I've said like he doesn't just talk in cliches. He's not your old sale manager. Um, he said some weird things in the press conference. Like He said he's made a lot of compromises up until now. But he's going to stop. It was a bit like, you know, when Steve Bruce said he was going to take the gloves off, whatever the fuck that meant. Um, yeah. It seemed a little bit like from Nathan Jones. Uh, the Southampton fans were singing, you don't know what you're doing, you're getting sacked in the morning. Um, but yeah, it just, this was a mess for Southampton. This was a certainly a nail in the coffin. Um, you took both teams to score, which you'd have probably fancied, or you obviously fancied, that's why you took it. And I think you were before the game, you would have said Southampton were good for a goal. They played okay at Newcastle the previous night, but this was um, this was a, a bad result for Southampton. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Brentford and Southampton both had good records, home and away, respectively, on the both teams to score, which is why I went for it. I did say I thought Brentford were worth taking in any of your accumulators. I fancied Brenton, Brentford to win the game, but Southampton had been scoring. As you say, they played reasonably well against us over two legs, but absolutely. 
shite yesterday. And then, as you say, his interview afterwards was bizarre, wasn't it? He was basically saying how he'd, he'd, he'd made sacrifices and, and, and not seen out his philosophy because other people were telling him yeah. what to do and, and now he's going to do what he wants to do. And I'm thinking, eh? Why haven't you just been doing what you want to do anyway? Like, you're the manager, you know what I mean? But uh, Yeah. And uh, especially the manager of a Premier League club. It's a, you might take a bit of advice by taking the under-12 girls in Bingham Town. But uh, if you're a Premier League manager, you've really got to do your own thing. Like, um, Yeah, that was all very strange. I've just had a message off Nibs. Um, Nibs is a Nottingham Forest fan. And he says, message me, is Chris Wood actually made of wood? He's obviously been to the Forest game this afternoon. Because um, he sent me a photo last week. And they obviously met Chris Wood either outside the game or something. And he had a picture with his son. Um, and I messaged him back. I said, your son's the best, fo- the best footballer in that picture. And he was like, oh shit, is he that bad? And he just yeah, messaged me back, is Chris Wood actually made of wood? So yeah, not very impressed, I don't think, Nibs. Uh, next up, Brighton, uh, one Bournemouth nil. Um, I missed here. We both took the same bet, actually. We took Brighton on the handicap. Um, and for a long time, they, I mean, they should have battered him. They did batter him. Uh, couldn't yeah. score. Looked like it was going to fizzle out. Had taken Brighton in the last man standing in the Survivor League. Um, so I was delighted when Matoma got this one over the line. And Matoma was your goal scorer, though, Baz. Yes, the only thing I got right just about this week. So my goal scorer picks have been just about the best thing I've been putting out every week. I think <laughs> we've only lost one of them. Um, he had scored three of the last four in the league. He scored against uh, Liverpool in the cup last week. So he's now four out of his last five. Seven to four is a good price for Matoma. And he's made it onto the wall behind me. Yes, Matoma there he is. On the wall of fame this week. It couldn't be anyone else because it's the only decent pick I made all weekend. So I'm, I've got to milk that, obviously. Uh, I think we were both really unlucky with the handicap bets. As you say, Brighton did conspire to waste a hell of a lot of chances. I was looking at the stats there. The expected goals, 2.5. 20 shots on goal. Five big chances created, five big chances wasted. Did you see the chances from Undav? Yeah, so three of them in seven oh seconds. Oh, my God. He gets through early in the game, isn't it? Takes his first shot, defender slides across, gets it. Takes his second shot, keep our claws out of the air. At this point, he comes back to him. He's got the keeper and the defender on the floor. And he hits the post, <laughs> doesn't he? Uh, so that was annoying. So, yeah, one one nil. Both of us thought the handicap there and... I think very unlucky in that game. So many chances. But it was a similar story the week before with Brighton. Um, they played against Leicester. They drew 2-2. And again, they wasted a lot of really, really good chances. Um, so, yeah, that was on, whilst a lot of my picks were shit this week, that was one where I felt like it wasn't a bad pick. No, it wasn't. Uh, just a little bit unlucky not, not to be on the right side of it. Um, all the chances were there. They played, the game panned out exactly as we thought it would. Um, so, yeah. Element C bars, a bit of luck. Read it right. I think we made the right bet and didn't get the luck to get it over the line. You know, you need the uh, you need all three. Um, Manchester United two, Crystal Palace one. Um, this was a bloodless nothing victory, really. A boring two nil to Man United until um, Jeffrey Shub started a scrap. Casemiro got sent off. Uh, Palace got one back and really uh, could have got an equaliser. Like so. Yeah, man, you were course, and they got a nothing penalty. Um, I, I, I will you still a professional footballer, man? What that's, that's incredible yeah. to me. Yeah. To me, like in Crystal Palace as well, 
They churn a lot of players, don't they? You get through a lot of players. There's always a load of new blokes you've never heard of coming from the Belgian second division and that. And they and they, they often have a six foot four, about three six foot four holding midfielders. And then Will Hughes is still running around there like five foot two, little bleach blonde beard, just a little angry geezer. Uh, really weird. I still don't know how to get away with having a six foot slope at the side of the pitch because that's caused all the problem. Was that Jeffrey Schlup? Yeah. He encouraged Anthony. What? Down that right. slope, didn't he? What, what caused the problem? None of that would have happened if Anthony hadn't been such a fanny. Did you see? He got, <laughs> yes. he got over, he's on the floor, clutching his head like that, and then he realises it's kicked off, and he just fucking springs up like a jack-in-the-box, and he's straight in amongst it. Like It was absolutely pathetic. Anthony, <laughs> I mean, I know you hate Bruno Fernandes from Anthony. Anthony's a very fucking dislikable bastard for me. Like, can't yeah, no, you're right. But the way he was touching his head, and then within a second, he realised it was going to He was in there, and that sparked it more than anything. Um, I watched Match of the Day with Bob this morning, and that's the first thing he noticed. The very first thing he noticed. So you talk about, like, impressionable kids. Like, and he spotted that straight away. Like, Yeah, lying on the floor like he was dead, and then, whoa, he realised he needed to get up and have a fucking fight, so he just jumped up and he, he was angry. <laughs> It was an amazing recovery from him, like absolutely amazing. Um, I mean, the sending off, I know Man United fans are furious with it, aren't they? But I just think you kind of put your hands around someone's neck, whether you're putting any force in it or what. Just, I don't think you've got an argument. If you appeal it, you're not going to win the argument. Um, yeah. It was stupid, it was needless, it was pointless. Um, and it probably cost me my best because I did take the uh, Man United handicap in that one. Cruising along at 2-0. And uh, you'd imagine they'd have probably seen that out. Um, but 20 minutes down to 10 men. Palace get back into it. And uh, another another load of shite for me. But it goes yeah, to the United, keeps them rolling on. So they'll take that, they'll move on. And, and Casemiro will be back for them for the cup final. He'll be well rested yeah. for, for that. And the, the, the Barcelona games and the Champions League that are coming up. Yeah, I took the under two and a half, so I missed as well with that late goal. But the the Casemiro red card led to the probably the biggest bit of excitement of the day from our point of view. We talked on the show last week about um, Bruno uh, Guimaraes getting sent off for Newcastle and everybody suddenly in the crowd trying to find the fixture list to see if he was going to miss the cup final. Um, well, Casemiro got sent off and I thought, oh, shit, he's going to miss the cup final because it was a Bruno, our Bruno is back. Um and after three games, he's got to miss it. But they've got this extra game in that we're going to yeah, handicap maybe, in a minute yeah. against Leeds. Um, so there would have been a, that would have been funny. But however, as you say, he's going to be back. Him and Bruno Gomares both returning from uh, three game bans for that one. Next up is my arc to triumph of the weekend. Wolverhampton Wanderers three, Liverpool nil. I gave out Wolves at three to one on the. Uh, pretext that you just under no circumstances can you put any money on Liverpool um, and if you're getting the upward three to one Liverpool are one of three or four teams in the league at the minute you just don't want to back um, and they absolutely bad them uh, OG early on another goal after 12 minutes Liverpool got a little bit better uh, but yeah I mean stuff this was paid out because with our book using the two goals ahead payout. I messaged you at 12 minutes past three I was like my long shot of the weekend's in Paid out after 12 minutes. It was incredible. Yeah, I mean, I got no good for me again. Took both teams to score. I'd said to me, right up, you know, Liverpool away from home had four defeats from six. Um, and then there was no sign they'd turn the corner. I did think Wolves would make a game with it. And with that, I went with the both teams to score. 
when Mulls get on the score sheet early on, you're thinking, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be all right for me, both teams to score here. Liverpool <laughs> never in it, were they? Never in they it. They missed some so, chances, uh, though, but Darwin Nunes has missed like yeah, three one well, on well, one. He has, yeah. I mean, if you look at the, the XG stats for the game, they were both on about it was 2.03 to 1.96. Yeah. Uh, so it shows you on the, on the chances. Um, only one of them was classed as a big chance for them, surprisingly. But, um, yeah, Nunes had a good chance. He had another one where he should have slipped in to Salah uh, for a tap in. And there were certainly opportunities. Same shit uh, from Liverpool, yeah. wasn't it? Same shit. When are you, are you, are you give up on Nunes yet? Because early... No, mate, with every miss. You were, you were going to... Uh, you said you were going to die on that hill. He was going to come good. Uh, and I told you at the time, who's a Liverpool fan, Scouse lad, Rob had said to me, tell your mate, Darwin Nunes yeah. will never fucking come good. He's shite. Um, and that has turned out to be the case so far. He doesn't. Yeah, for another month or so. But he hasn't scored. He hasn't, he hasn't scored. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I like it because every, every miss, every miss at the minute just going to add to the avalanche when it when it push, eventually push avalanches. It's got to be pushing his prices up for goals. As you say, I mean... I'd seen. I'd had a discussion from a fantasy football point of view. If you've got him in your team, it's hard to take him out because he's getting the opportunities. And you yeah. feel like you know the goals. You know, if, he's not shit, is he? Um, he's just not scoring at the moment. But uh, and you feel it's where everything's going fantasy. wrong as well. Like uh, talking about fantasy, I did tell you to put Matilda in your team last week instead of Elmer. Um Newcastle won, West Ham won was the team time game. Um I took West Ham at five to one. Um I just had a feeling Newcastle were struggling a little bit, which kind of proved to be true. Uh, so I took a punt on on the underdog. I mean, Newcastle trapped out, scored after 40 seconds, was disallowed, scored again 11 seconds later, was allowed. And then really huffed and puffed after that. West Ham got an equaliser. Newcastle were the better team in the second half. Callum Wilson had one big chance to win it. Um, but it's kind of... Newcastle, that's a 10 throw now. They've won 10, drawn yeah, 10. Too many, um, isn't it? It's not, not good enough. Yeah, they are yeah. for goal. It's not, they, they didn't do an awful lot different. It's just not quite happening for them at the minute. West Ham played a little bit better as well. Um, I know a guard, um, a gate, I'd need to pronounce his name, uh, centre-half, got man of the match. Again, I pointed him out um, three or four weeks ago. He said he'd be absolutely key for West Ham in the second half of the season. Um and he, and he was outstanding again. So, yeah, my... He was. Um, uh, not, went not, down. I mean, he was, he was huge in that big moment when he, Callum Wilson goes running yeah. through and he just come from absolutely nowhere to get there, get the tackle in. Absolutely outstanding. But he did have a solid game all game, Aguirre. Made a big difference for him. Really, really good player. Um, I took Newcastle to score two goals or more. They scored two in the first two minutes. Unfortunately, one of them <laughs> was a whisker over the goal line. Uh, before the cross was put in and it was disallowed. So all looked promising two minutes in when we've scored twice. One of them chalked off and I think, well, we've got the full game to get the second. And as you say, we didn't really look like it for the majority of the game. Didn't create too much other than that that chance for Callum Wilson. Um, where as soon as he receives the ball, you feel like he, he's going to put this away because it was very similar yeah. to his, his first one. Um, but the draw was a fair result. You look at the expected goal stats. I mean, for a game that was 1-1, the expected goals for both teams, each of them was 1.01. So oh, wow. Nailed on. Um, yes. You know, no, no complaints with the result. Uh, as you say, too many draws for Newcastle, but at the same time, we can't have too many complaints, given that we've only lost one all season. 
Um, would we be happier if we'd lost three or four and only drawn five or six? You know, people would be saying, "Oh, we've lost too many games." So, ten yeah. draws sounds sounds bad, but but a lot of wins and not many defeats, which is which is all right. You know, we're punching above yeah. where where we expected to be. And yeah, absolutely. It, um, I mean, it wouldn't have been a bad weekend if Spurs had went and got beat today because you know the teams who you sort of. Keeping your eye on. I know Brentford and Brighton are up there and, and can can make a push for it. They got results, but Chelsea didn't win. Liverpool didn't win. And had Spurs have, have got beat today, would have been looking at it and thinking, "Oh well, you know, at least we've pulled away a point on Spurs." But that wasn't to be, and, and you know, the race has tightened up a bit further. Yeah, we're going to come to that Spurs Man City game in a minute because that was really that was a pivotal game for lots of reasons this afternoon. Um, the lunchtime game today. Um, Nottingham Forest won Leeds nil. Um, this was my uh, underdog of the week. Play was Leeds. You followed suit as well. Um, and uh, oh, in fact, you had a winner here, boss. Um, so I'm fucking Leeds frustrate the life out of me. They're the best team uh, early on. They made two or three chances in the first quarter of an hour. Can't put them away. Really profligate. Then Forest get a goal out in nothing and nothing free kick. Poor bit of defending. Good goal. Then Leeds proceed right the way up to half time to miss another four or five chances. And then the second half, Leeds just completely and utterly ran out of ideas. Um, I, I thought Forrest were terrible. Absolutely awful. Um, didn't show anything. This was like two bald men arguing over a comb, is what this was like. Um, but Forrest get another home win. Um, I've seen a lot of. Uh, Yank Lampard's been trending on Twitter, which made me laugh, which is kind of the nickname that Jesse Marsh has got. Uh, so that brings in you, you uh, American listeners nicely. So yeah, Yank Lampard's in a bit of bother. Um, this didn't change a lot for me, but I think I'm going to have to start factoring this. Well, I said this a couple of weeks ago, I think. Factoring in this Leeds profligacy into my handicaps because that's the reason they're the price they are. That's the reason that they keep getting beat is that they'll make... And, all these chances, not take them and give away a shit goal. And I keep looking at the price, you know, that's good, they're playing well. Well, it's not a good price because they don't take advantage of that situation. Um, so, yeah, I either need to put them on the naughty step or double down, Baz. Uh, and we've got Man United leads to handicap in a minute, so you'll see which way I'll go. Yeah, so I took Forrest uh, game to be under, as I said, Forrest are difficult to beat at home, uh, but they're also not scoring a lot of goals and it panned out exactly as a Thought, although I did think Leeds might be the team and they get, as you say, I did take them as my underdog. Um, but the unders look good from a long way out, didn't it? Um, as you say, Leeds played a bit better first half, second half, they never really created anything, did they? No, they um, poor. so I mean, the combined XG for both teams in that game was less than one, which shows you how uh, poor it was. I think only one big chance in the game. And Leeds dominated the ball, didn't they? they had 75, sorry, 70% possession. Um, 400 passes to Notts Forest 140 they just they had all of the ball but didn't really do anything with it like it was a yeah, poor one and uh, your pick was under two and a half so this under was your winner five. this was the one for the weekend yes. Baz. I mean you went one out of two on Sunday let's uh, let's take the positives um, and then finally the wrap of the afternoon and the weekend Tottenham won Manchester City nil Um you took Man City in over two and a half. I took City on the handicap, so we were absolutely miles away. Um, and I just don't know what to make of this. I mean, Tottenham played well, actually. Best I've yeah. seen them play for ages. Got ahead. Man City were crap again. Like, talk about 
not being able to trust them. My handicap on this was the return into form. The beat Arsenal, uh, the beat Wolves 3-0. Um, then all of a sudden they're throwing a game like that and he's leaving. He's got the best player sitting on the bench, De Bruyne, like Haaland can't get a kick. It's an absolute head scratcher. And if you try and handicap them for next weekend, which we will, they might go out and win 7-0. Like, I just, I don't know what to do, but Just, I, you look at the team lineup every week and you've, you, I mean, even the commentators are sort of scratching their head saying, we don't know yeah. how this team's going to line up. So before the game, you don't know if Kyle Walker's going to be playing right back or if he's centre back. Um, I don't know if Ake is going to be playing left back or, or if Rico Lewis is going to be shoved in there instead of playing in midfield. And it's just, it's all over the place, isn't it? As you say, leaving out De Bruyne, who is undoubtedly, you know, the, the best creator they've got in that team. Um, but defensively, I said the other week, it's just, it's a different setup and it's a different lineup every week. Whereas last year, you could almost rely it would be Kyle Walker, Cancelo, Diaz, Stones. All come in occasionally, but it's just chop and change, chop and change every week, and it, I just don't know what he's doing with it really. Um, and it makes you think to, after the day, you sort of think, well, because I always had in my mind, you know, Man City have got this history of, of sort of going off on big runs, and at some point in the season they'll go off on a big ten-game winning streak, and they'll reel Arsenal back in. Um, but I don't think this Man City team looks like that at the moment. They just seem hugely. I, I don't know. As you say, from one week to the next, you just don't know. It, it could easily be a four or five nil next time out, and and suddenly everyone fancies them again. But some something's not right. Like, I, I mean, they haven't got a left back in the team. Yeah, I, I know they signed that Gomez, didn't they? I, I don't know much about him, but he, he's a, he's a left back, and he's he's not starting. They let Zinchenko go, they let Cancelo go, and then the one left back was signed. They leave him on the bench and play Rico Lewis there instead, and just think. What was going on? Can- Cancelo was straight in with an assist as well for Munich this afternoon. Um, he got one on uh, midweek as well. He, he was against he, typical. Like, you know that's that's his fantasy football. He, he was the that was his bread and butter, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And he's, he's got off to, to a good start in Germany. Uh, you know, creating things as he would have been for Man City had he just been involved. Uh, so finally, the, the the biggest game of the weekend um, that that one Baz had such a big effect on everything. So, obviously, Arsenal had lost. So, you'd think, I'm starting to plan tonight, sure, thinking, oh, so Man City turned Tottenham over. Like, is this Arsenal? Arsenal dropped their arse. Are they going to reel them in? Um, assuming, I was assuming Tottenham had lost um, and the gap on Newcastle. This just had a change of everything. But I mean, think Arsenal tonight, it gives them such a life, doesn't it? It's almost like this weekend never happened. Yeah, you know, play. absolutely. They've got they've lost that game. And if Man City had won to like 2-0, 3-0, Arsenal would have been rattled. Like they could have heard the footsteps of Manchester City coming behind them. Um and all of a sudden they've just given them another life. Um and it's pretty much as you were. Bad result for Newcastle that because Tottenham close up in a game where you expect them to lose. Um so yeah, lots of stuff going on there, but um right, what we're gonna have a look at now between now and the end of the show is with this one league game um, which is Manchester against Leeds you've got some FA Cup stuff that I had a little look at the relegation fight I'll take you through that as well I've got one bet that I like for a team to get relegated But before we um, move on Malcolm yes mate um, just going back to the Premier League games I think it's important to give a shout out to the Discord channel Okay. Um, Discord channel was alive again loads of people putting their bets in there loads going on and Lenny 
on the Discord channel. Did he see his bet today? Yes! Lenny. So Lenny took, uh, he put it in this morning. He had a parley on, um, he took Everton to beat Arsenal. He took Wolves to beat Liverpool. And the last one in his treble was Spurs to beat Man City. Yep. So he put it up this morning. It was 150 to 1. Uh, he yeah. put it in this morning. He was being offered, you know, thirty to one return on his on his double as a cash out, and everybody in there was like, "Let it ride, let yeah. it go." Company policy, boss. We told him, didn't we? Company policy, exactly. Got to let it go, um, and and he smashed it, hundred and fifty to one, Paul. Here, so uh, it's important we, we give him a shout out. He, he deserves a shout out this week for that one because you know that's the sort of stuff we want to say in the Discord. Good, good cracking there. Lots of people sharing the winners, sharing the losers. Um, but that was great to see that, you know, when he put the bed up this morning, showed us what he was waiting for. And everyone's like, nah, you let it. You put It's 150 to one. You just got to take your chances on that coming in. And, and he nailed it. So, yeah, well yes. done, Lenny. I'll give, uh, I'll give Sean and Ryan a, a nudge about that one and point them in Lenny's direction. Like, there's a, yeah. there's a real men of DJ thing going on there. That was brilliant. Um, so, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock kickoff, 3 p.m. Eastern time, Manchester United. Take on Leeds United, uh, Manchester United took the one on, minus 200. The draw 15 to 4, plus 375. And Leeds are at 92, plus 450. Um, so, yeah, another difficult game here because you've got a prohibitive price home favourite. Um, Manchester United coming off another soft home win, relatively soft anyway. Last few minutes were a little bit moby. Was straightforward before the red card. They will miss Casemiro because they're already missing Ericsson, so it'll be Fred and someone else in there. And this is a busy month for Man United. Um, Leeds had me on side until this afternoon. Uh, I, I thought I was seeing what other people were missing and I think maybe everyone was seeing what I was missing. Um, and I said earlier on, and I either need to completely put them on the naughty step or double down on them a bit. Um, so it's the question for me here is, do I give... Leads one more chance. Man United playing okay. They're still not blowing me away. Like, um, what I'm doing, Baz, <laughs> Leeds were great early on today. Um, and they're not going to change. They're never going to change what they do. Yank Lampard's going to crack on exactly the same way. Leeds are going to start bright again and they're going to score the first goal, Barry. Plus 320, 16-5. Leeds United to score first. They might get beat. Man, you will score late. Turn them over 2-1. Um, Leeds might even nick a point. This is the last time I'm going to the well, Baz. Uh, Leeds will be transferred to the naughty step uh, should this go tits up. Leeds to score the first goal, plus 320, 16-5. What have you got? What have I got? Um, Leeds not to score a goal. Um, <laughs> I'm <I'll> <laughs> No, well, the, the way you're going, that's uh, perked me up a bit. I'm not not fancying it though. Um, I didn't, not a huge amount of notes gone through. I, I really just reverted back to Manu's recent form, in particular at home, thirteen game winning streak at home. I mean, it's a canny, it's a canny run that. Um, and in recent time, they they had a two one against Man City. Um, they had the one one draw against Palace. Um. Recently, didn't they? Was that? No, hold on. The Palace game was away, wasn't it? Anyway. Yeah, the 1-1. One, one. Outside of that, in recent times, they're winning nearly all of these games by two goals or more. Um, the 13-game winning streak that are on at the moment, only three of them have come by a margin of less than two. 
So 10 of the last 13 home games have been by a margin of two or more. Uh, you're taking Leeds to score. I think in, again, that 13-game streak, they've only conceded six goals in the last 13 at home. So they're not conceding many. So for me, I'm going to take... It doesn't. I'm not going against you. I'm not uh, not taking the clean sheet, but I'm taking Manu on the handicap. I think the Asian handicap minus one. So you're getting paid out if Manu win, which they've done for the last thirteen home games. Uh, you're getting your money back. Sorry if Manu win, and if they win by two or more, you're paid out at four to five, just a smidgen over four to five on the Asian handicap. And I think that's generous for a team who are winning at home every week at the moment. Um, and there's no reason to suspect Leeds are going to come in and upset that. Um, so Man United Asian handicap minus one. Um, I really like the look of that. It's, it's about one point eight five on the Asian line at the moment. Um, the only thing that keeps putting me off Man United, and I know this isn't their problem, is who they've been playing in those all those homes. They are Charlie they're Burnley. Leeds now. They're not. They're not playing anyone. Who's yeah, 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 oh, yeah right. right. It's another yeah. game that's a home game against a. a that's yeah. Team. And it sounds um, like sort of sour grapes, and I'm writing another soft home win at the top, but it was. Burnley, Charlton, Everton when Everton were losing no, I agree. everyone. I mean, I've been saying the same things, but at the moment, yeah. um, it's the same script, isn't it? It's the same. Yeah, it is, and you're right. Yeah, you're, you're 100 percent right, no Baz. It's the change from it, you know. It's that level level of opposition again. Um, you dipped into the FA Cup, Baz. What did you pick out? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. Um, not going to go into loads of detail on them, but um, we've got a few of the uh, replays in the FA Cup. Uh, Burnley Ipswich was the first one. I did take Burnley in the first uh, tie and a bit disappointed, finished up a nil-nil that one. Burnley continued a great league form at the weekend with a 3-0 win against Norwich. They're now on a nine-game winning streak in the league. The only games they haven't won during that time was an AFL Cup defeat to Man United and then the nil-nil draw in the first tie here. So, you know, looking at the last 11 games, nine wins in the league, a defeat to Man United, which is, is no no shame in that and then a nil-nil draw. The nine-game streak in the leagues included six clean sheets as well, so they're not conceding many goals. Ipswich, point of view, they had a disappointing draw yesterday. Ipswich are right in the hunt for automatic promotion. Three of them are finding it out at the top of there, Sheffield, Plymouth and Ipswich. Ipswich are back in third, and they had a disappointing draw yesterday against lowly Cambridge. That's seen them slip six points off the automatic promotion places and putting them under a little bit of pressure. They've got a massive game coming up on Saturday next week, Ipswich. They're playing Chef Wed, who are currently top and yep. six points ahead of them. I think if they lose to Chef Wed, that could be their automatic promotion hopes dead in the water. If you fall nine points behind them, you know, if Plymouth go and get a win that day, then then you could be nine points off it and, and really cut adrift. So that game Saturday, they've got to prioritise if you know, because automatic promotion is is massive to these sort of teams, isn't it? Because yeah. The playoffs is a lottery. Any anybody can get through that. Automatic promotion, done and dusted. That's that's what you you need to achieve. So uh, speaking of Bevan earlier in the week, um, who is uh, one of our pals and, and is an Ipswich fan, and he thinks Ipswich will put out a proper cup team here, uh, meaning they'll take it easy and, and not risk any of the players because they've got their eye on Chef Wed. I, I thought that might have been the case in the first leg. It didn't turn out to be the case, but I just think. Burnley continue to be in great form. They were disappointing in the first tie, but they're, they're at home now and are backing to get the job done in front of their own fans with Ipswich possibly not bothering too much. Uh, and I think they're a good price. Five to six for Burnley at home. Um, 
Is as it, soon is as it I right? clicked on that page while you were introducing that, Baz, I clicked on the FA Cup tab, opened it, and the first thing that comes up, Burnley, and that price just jumped off the page. Like yeah, for, uh, I, just, I expected them to be shorter. When I, when I looked yeah. at the FA Cups, I thought, I'll see if there's anything catches me eye here. So I didn't think, right, I'll pick the Burnley game and I'll have a look and see if I can find a bet. I thought, let's yeah. look at the prices for these games and see what I fancy. And it was just too big. Five to six for them to win the game. Uh, you can get evens for Burnley to score two or more as well if you fancy going a different way about it. Um, but yeah, really like that. Um, picked up one other game again. Not not a load of analysis on it, but we all enjoyed the Sheffield united Wrexham game, didn't we? Yep. Uh, finished 3-3. Three, three. Proper cracker that first leg. But I think that was probably Wrexham's moment. If they were going to pull off the shock, that was probably it at home in front of their own fans with the telly there and everything. Now the away side, going to Sheffield United, who were who in good form, although they did slip up yesterday, a nil-nil draw against Rotherham. Um, but Sheffield United are 1-2 to, to win the game. Um, I'm, I'm not backing them at 1-2, but I, I, but I think it's a, a reasonable price if you're putting it in parlays and what have you. Um, but on the Asian handicap, similar to the way I went with Man United, you, you can get around 3-4, to 1.75, for Sheffield United, minus one on the Asian handicap. So Sheffield United win the game in 90 minutes by one goal, money back. If they win by two or more, you cash. Um, and I just think it's probably a little step too far now for, for Wrexham. They had their chance. They had the big day. Um, I don't see them beating Sheffield United on the road. Um, you know, let's remind ourselves, this is Sheffield United who are, you know, cruising towards promotion back to the Premier League against a very, you know, a Wrexham team in very good form, but albeit several divisions below down in the National League. So, uh, yeah, give me Sheffield United on the uh, on the Asian handicap, minus one. Price is that, Baz? Three to four. Three to four. Writing all this down. Okie oh, Nice, Baz. I like that. Um, that's the four good games on Tuesday. There's three teams so probably in the best form in the... Well, in fact, four teams in their respective divisions, probably in the best form in the country. Burnley, Ipswich, um, Sheffield Wednesday, Luton Town, they're probably the second best. They go to Grimsby, and then you can throw Wrexham in there as well. We're on a really outstanding run as well. So, um, yeah, good good uh, slate of cup football. Um, I had a look at the relegation stuff, Baz, and I had a look at the relegation stuff here before Forest beat Leeds 1-0 this afternoon. So I've had to make a couple of minor adjustments, but actually... It's kind of gone in my favour because it's lengthened the price of my selection. I was going to give you a two to one winner, uh, and now I can give you an eleven to four winner instead. So that's good. Um, so the prices are um, for relegation, which is the bottom three. Um, our American listeners who might not know: um, Bournemouth are one to five, minus five hundred; Southampton minus three hundred, one to three. Those two teams are pretty much gone. You would say. Um, so it's a third team from any one of you've got Everton five to four, Leeds two to one, Forrester eleven to four, Wolves seven to two, West Ham five to one. Um, and what I did, Baz, do you remember um every now and again the some crappy newspaper like the Sun will say there's a super duper computer that's run the uh, rest of the sea and this is what it looks like. Well, so I got me I got me pen and paper out, Baz. I got I mean I I've been at a loose end. I've got my pen and paper out, and this is the result. So I've added all the points together. Now, any budding mathematicians at home, don't add this up, because I've probably did it once for one team and had them winning a game, and then I've done for another team and had the other team winning. So 
I wouldn't say it was accurate. It wasn't a super duper computer. It was me with me jotter and me pen. So, um, going down from, well, that, so that would be 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13th place, safest houses, Wolves, 40 points. Fine. 14th place, West Ham, 38 points. No bother. In 15th place, and this is what caused me the issue before, in fact, I'm going to have to drop them one. 15th place are Palace with 36. 16th place are Leeds with 36. So that leaves us, if we're writing off Southampton and Bournemouth, Baz, this is a scrap between Everton and Forest. Um, Everton, I looked at, they've got home games, winnable home games. What are going to be good now? This dogs of war mentality, uh, defending the V, Sean Deitch, going to get them going, eat shit, pie and all that. Um, home games, winnable ones against Villa, Leeds, Brentford, Fulham and Bournemouth. There's points to be had there for Everton. And they've got trips to Palace, Forest and Leicester. All games I think Everton can pick points up in. Um, Forest's away form is absolutely awful. As we know, they can't do anything away from home. At home, where they're doing okay, bear in mind, I thought they were terrible today. Like They got, got away with it today. Home against Wolves, home against Southampton. And then away against Palace on the last day. They're the only games I've got them picking up any points, unfortunately, Baz. So... In 17th place, Everton finish on 33. 18th place, Nottingham Forest finish on 29. And below that, I've got Southampton on 25 and Bournemouth on 17. So there's the bottom three. And you're still confident on that after Forest moved on to 24 points today. So you've got, yeah. you've got Forest picking up five No, sorry, I have had them three on 32. Yeah, Everton finish on 33. Forest finish on 32. What I had to do was I had to take three off leads because I already had them on 36. So then I'm down to 33. And I add them three onto Forest. So yeah, the Forest were two to one when I made this pick before they won. They're now 11 to four. Um, yeah. I mean, the only thing but, I would say is I don't think we can write anyone off yet. Um, although on form, I, I can see why you would say Southampton and Bournemouth are going to struggle to get out of it. But points-wise, statistically, they're not that far off it. I mean, Bournemouth are currently only one point behind Leeds in 17th. Um, I've got Bournemouth finishing on 17 points, Baz. You don't have them picking up another point? No. So what the... No. <laughs> that's that, what it is. That doesn't happen, no, Do does know? it? When was the last time a team went on a 18-game losing streak? On the Jota, Baz. Well, so I don't make the rules. 18-game losing streak, that's, that's ambitious. Uh, I don't make no, the rules, Baz. I just apply them. I don't think you can write anyone off. I think they're all in it. Um, but I agree that they'll, they'll struggle and, and they're rightly short prices to go down those two teams. Um, Southampton have got a bit more about them where they, they could make a bit more of a fight. I don't see Bournemouth getting back into it. Although, who was the uh, the new signing for Bournemouth? He looked a bit lively at times yesterday. Uh, Utara uh, on the wing. What was it? Looked uh, all right. Utara, yeah. Yeah, he does look all right. The rest of the um, shape. And I, I would have given Southampton a chance up until yesterday in that interview, and that worried me like there's something to miss there with Southampton. I mean, the other the other unknown, isn't it, is is how long these two teams hold on to their managers um, and make a change, and, and that can revitalise teams a little bit. So there's a long way to go. It's still tight down there. There's a lot of teams in it. I mean, you, you've got Forest going down there up in 13th, level on points with Palace at the moment. So, you know, we're, we're looking at... Eight teams in the mix there. 
if you're going that high up the table. Uh, it's intriguing. I, I think Everton have made the right move at the right time. Uh, and I, I think you're right, they'll, they'll possibly pick up. I think West Ham will get away from it, uh, surely. I mean, sure there's never anyone who's too good to go down. But, you know, they're, they're down there because they've been shite. Um, and we're over halfway down in the, in the season now. So, um, yeah, interesting. 11 to 4, Forest to be relegated, yeah. 11 to 4, Forest to be. I've worked it out, Baz. Don't you worry your head about it. I'll uh, I'll take a photo of the uh, jotter and send it across. It's all been done. Signed, I'll sealed, fire, delivered. I'll, I'll, get, I'll fire up the Super Duper computer and I'll let you know how my. Uh, <laughs> all right, how okay. My, how my season ends um, later in the week. So, in the next show, we'll, uh, we'll cover that one. Tell you what, Baz, having the old mobile phone here recording this as a safety net has worked an absolute treat because my internet's just gone off on my laptop. Um, and this entire thing would have been completely fucked if we hadn't had the phone on the go. That would have been 56 minutes Martin, down what, the pan. What we need to uh, consider um, is letting our audience know that we're probably not going to be uh, live next Sunday because it is Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl yeah, Sunday. Priority, so we're going to have to... Look at the midweek, because there is a lot of midweek action after the Super Bowl. Uh, back to Champions League action. So we'll have plenty to cover. Um, and we'll probably just record that at some point over the weekend. Or it might be that we end up putting it out on the Monday night. As opposed yeah, to Sunday I would night. say uh, so. Probably makes more sense. But Sunday, we're definitely both going to be out of action. Because uh, I'm hosting a big big bash on. I've got about 23 of us lined up. Usual yes. crew. Um, all going on. Uh, hold on. I've just... Pulled my green screen down. Now. Oh, it's all kicked off. The it's internet's gone. Like the green screen's down. Oh, it's um, me. Um... That's through things. Um, so, yeah, so next Sunday we won't be around. Um, you never know, Thursday we could maybe put out a few of our Super Bowl, Super Bowl players. Super Bowl players? Oh, you never know. Anthem and stuff. Possibly, uh, possibly knock out an extra half an hour somewhere in the week and do a bit of Super Bowl action. You never know. Uh, yeah, I, don't think the, I don't think the network will be doing enough Super Bowl action this week. Baz. I know they won't. Be, you know, they hundreds of hours. Like hundreds of amateurs to play some stupid stuff as well. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. But yeah, next next Sunday is definitely a no go. Uh, but we'll, we will, of course, cover the um, the midweek action. But we'll we might just be a little bit later with that podcast going out. Yeah. Right. Um, cheers, everyone, for listening. Um, it's been another. It's been a roller coaster weekend uh, for my testicles as well as the Premier League. Uh, hopefully, that'll be the end of the bollock chat. I never even got, I've got a really good, another good story, Baz. Nothing to do with anything that's happening in my underpants either. Uh, but I'll do that this week. Um, the Discord channel, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, is a fun place to be. And like Baz has just said, Super Bowl stuff everywhere on the network. Whatever you want, they'll have it covered. And the boys are live in Arizona as well this week. So, loads of fun. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, Barry, thank you very much for your help again and your picks. Hopefully, we can both have a better week. And we'll probably be back on Thursday, as Baz says. But until then, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. 